Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the 2001 film, The Animal. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there may be spoilers. Enjoy. Are you Santana featuring Rob Thomas? Um, man, it's a smooth one. Because I was going to say, man, it's a hot one, <laughs> like seven inches from the midday sun. It's the perfect song for this kind of horrific weather. It is horrific, isn't it? We're not made for this. Give me your cold, make it real, or else forget <laughs> about it. And if you said this heat ain't shit enough, I would tell you, no, it can't get much shitter than this. Well, this isn't as bad as the last time, is it? Because that was 38 to 40 degrees and this is like 34, 35. Yeah, yeah. No, it reached 39 here in the end. It was extremely unpleasant, but it feels it feels pretty much the same. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was livid today. Not cool. Yeah, I've got an hour and a half training presentation to deliver tomorrow. Oh, that's in fun. In this heat, where I have to turn off my fan. Oh, uh, yeah, because it makes too much noise <laughs> on the thing. It's all virtual, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all virtual, thankfully. Um, I don't have to travel anywhere. That's um, good. But uh, but still, uh, it's going to be going to be exciting, but not as exciting as watching a Rob Schneider movie. No, which has definitely helped to make a very difficult week much worse. you you just search for rob schneider and you see his shit-eating grin and you think he knows what he's doing he knows the pain he's bringing to people and he feeds off it he knows what he's doing i was going to try and segue into that from santana right that song was called smooth i was then going to try and make some kind of joke about him having a smooth brain which would be appropriate (laughs) to the animal because some animals have smooth brains did you know manatees have a perfectly smooth brain koalas as well yeah, it's a sign of um, of a not a not entirely intelligent life form, isn't it? Yeah, Prim- that's right. primitive primitive creatures often have smooth brains. Yeah, that's why it's an insult. You you smooth brain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very good one. Um, I was also going to say you get this other way at the beginning. Apologise to the listeners that, that this week I am using the built-in microphone on my laptop because not because my nice microphone and interface are broken, but because I left them in the room where the baby's sleeping, so I can't go in there and wake him up, which is very silly. But so I'm going to be the smooth one today. Yeah, That's and me. I have the smooth brain. My brain is definitely smooth <laughs> after this week. You know what the Rob Schneider cover of Smooth is called? Is it called Smooth Brackets, I'm a Terrible Actor? No, Schmoove. Schmoove? Why is it called yeah. Schmoove? Because it's like Schneider. Oh, Schmoove. oh, I see. Right, yeah, like like Schnorgust, Schneidly. <laughs> like Schnorgust. I, I get it, yeah, yeah. I thought the that was a, might have been a Rick and Morty reference. No, no. What's that thing, uh, Schwing? Schwingy? Schwifty, Schwifty. That's the one. Schwifty. Oh, Schwing is um, Wayne's World. That's right. Yes. I'm mixing up Wayne's World and Rick and Morty. I'm sure the Rick and Morty fans love that. 
I think the good Rick and Morty fans also appreciate the comedy of Wayne's World. I'm not going to lie. I hope so. So we're now into week two of the Schnorgest board. Yeah, we're almost halfway through. Well, we are. So where? So so the a Schmorgus board is a it's a buffet essentially with various dishes from Sweden. I'm going to say Sweden. Yes, it's a Swedish word. It's not Sweden. A Swedish word that implies not well not just a buffet but a board of delights of delightful things to eat. So, which is so obviously we've completely and fully replicated that concept with films this month. <laughs> yeah. So we're now into the the we're still in the first half of stuffing our faces at the smorgasbord of Schnorgest. Um and I'm not going to lie, I'm think I'm currently at the the pickled herring part of the the evening, but it might then get into um Lutvisk a yeah. little bit further down the line. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know what's coming. You're just working your way through it, and you're like, "Oh, that's nice. Okay, this is a bit spicy. <laughs> this is a bit fishy." Hmm. Yes. Um. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. This so we started week... off with Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo from 1999, and I've gone two years, which was terrible. And we've gone two years into the future to the Animal from 2001. Now, how how does this stack up against Juice Bigelow? If if the Animal is you know pickled herring, what is Juice Bigelow? I enjoyed this more than Juice Bigelow, and I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. Personally, I preferred The Animal to Juice Bigelow. If um, you had to choose. I still, I still don't think we are to the level of delicious Swedish delights like meatballs here. Yeah. We're, nev- we're never going to reach that point. Did I tell you I had reindeer meatballs, meatballs when I was in Sweden? Oh, I bet that was nice. They were very nice. Uh, sorry to the reindeer who I ate, but they were very, very nice. Uh, Rudolph, alas. Are you sure it wasn't just Rudolph, Rudolph, nose, Rudolph noses? Maybe. Maybe it was, yeah. Like Red Nose Day, <laughs> but just a bunch of yeah. those just like thrown in a bowl. So what, what, other, what other Swedish foods are there? I mean, lutefisk is something across all of Scandinavia, isn't it? It's not just inherent to... Um, I believe so, yeah. I'm it's not, not, sure. not just inherent to Sweden. Um, I guess you've got um, you've got various kinds of pickled fish. Yeah. And anything um, pickled and yeah, meat meatballs, lots of meat. There was a lot of like meats and stews when I was there, but I was doing a like Arctic Circle challenge, so the cuisine might not have been representative sense. of the whole of Sweden. It made made sense to have things like that. Yeah. I think you could Maybe we're at. I mean, gravlax is seen as a delicacy by some people. That's like that's just salmon that thinks it's very important. Yeah, it's fancy, fancy salmon. With um, I mean, you'd hate it because I think it's often with dill. It and, often is, um, yeah, and stuff like that. But fancy salmon. I mean, it's still just salmon. Is that where we're at with the animal? I think so. Yeah. Or is that too good? I think that there might be too good. Animal? It is still a little bit sour. Something's a bit off. Maybe salmon that's been left out in, in the heat today. <laughs> if I took some salmon out of the fridge this morning and left it out in the garden and then went to get it now, that's like the animal. Or are there any Swedish desserts that aren't very nice? Um, I don't believe I've ever had any, to be fair. Okay. I, I yeah, maybe we should go with maybe we should go with um Gravlax then for this. Cause I have a I think this is probably going to be the height of 
um, of enjoyment. Unfortunately, I do think you might be <laughs> to right. be honest. Um, and that's saying something because this movie's still bad, but it was less offensive and more funny than Juice Bigelow. It's still not a good and film by see... any measure. It's not a film I will ever revisit or watch again or recommend to anyone. But there were some moments of laughter, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't suffer necessarily from the problem that Juice Bigelow has, which is that it billed itself as a raunchy comedy and was actually boring. Right. Yeah, this didn't bill itself as being a raunchy comedy, just as being a silly comedy, and it was a silly comedy. Yeah, just a not very good one. Just not silly in a good way, apart no. from maybe once or twice. Yeah, this movie I realised having watched it. This is David Cronenberg's The Fly remade for the worst people in the world. <laughs> the That's worst people in the world is. being guys, dudes, dudes specifically who will go and see any film with Adam Sandler in it. <laughs> Exactly. Adam Sandler's The Fly. That's what the animal is starring Rob Schneider. And it is a Happy Madison production. Adam Sandler it is, is in it for it two is. minutes as well. He's in it for a couple of seconds doing a silly voice. Um, and uh, it's generally bad, yeah. though. Let's not get around this. So but You said it's like The Fly. I, I was actually at some point, perhaps later into the episode, going to compare it to The Human Centipede. Because there's awesome, there's the element of what the scientist does to him. It's actually really horrific. It's just kind of really downplayed by the film. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a very evil scientist in this movie that's making Doctor Moreau esque animal human hybrids, but it's in a slapstick comedy, so it's all okay. Like, because all of it is just the setup for the same gag over and over again for eighty minutes, which is, what if a man did things like an animal? It's it's just because it's just used as the setup for that gag it's not horrible but if it was used in any other way it would be horrific <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like i said david cronenberg's the fly but for people who are awful um so the this movie the animal for anyone who hasn't heard of this this great moment in american cinema um rob schneider plays a man called marvin mange which is possibly the funniest thing in the entire film, that he has a funny name like Marvin Mange. It's all downhill from there. Um, and um, he is he wants to be a cop. And he's not very good because he's not very athletic and he's not smart enough. And he has and, asthma. And, Lol, that's funny. That's a funny thing to laugh at. Imagine having asthma. Yeah, it's well funny, man. Hilarious. It's really <laughs> funny that I've been hospitalised <laughs> with that. Yeah, fucking hilarious, Rob Schneider. <laughs> I mean, I know this is 20 years ago, but it still rankles when that kind of thing happens. I mean, yeah, this is a this is a movie from 2001 that uses comedy from 1991. Yeah. Um, that's what this film is. Um, and um, he, wants, he wants to become a real cop. Uh, he gets left in charge of the police station because all the cops are going to a softball game. And um, he he rushes off to go and help a robbery because he's like, well, this is my chance and there's no one else around. Someone's got to take responsibility. But on the way, he crashes his car and some mysterious doctor um, splices, re- repairs his body with bits of animals. And it's never really explained what happens, which is probably for the best. It's never really explained what happens or fully which animals. It's It's mentioned. You don't remember this animal, this animal. He's like... A list of animals is mentioned at some point, but it's very much glossed over. It's just kind of generic animal stuff. 
Yeah. Which is why um, and... when they try and do the same gag over and over again, which is just, oh, now now he's acting like a seal. Now he's acting like a dog. Now he's acting like a bird. It's all, oh, yeah, he put all the animals in him. It's fine. That's totally definitely what would really happen, scientifically happen. Yeah, I mean, he would die. But I don't think yeah. in a movie. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think in a movie like old uh, The Animal, you can necessarily worry about the scientific accuracy of this film. But what happens is he then starts acting like an animal and doing animal things, uh, which then gets him into the good books of the police because he stops a drug smuggler yeah. by smelling it, smelling some heroin on someone and pulling it out of his butt because, of course... By smelling a man's butt. I mean, you could have seen where that was going, couldn't you? As soon as you saw Rob Schneider <laughs> yes. on the poster, I knew I knew that he was going to end up sniffing at some point, butt. At some point, a butt's going to be sniffed. What impressed me was... It was at least a clothed butt. It was a clothed butt, and also there was no fart joke in the butt smelling scene. No, they saved the fart joke for later. <laughs> or was <laughs> that, it before? His re- I think it was before. I yeah. think the fart joke was before. But restraint, only one fart joke and not in the most obvious place. One quite loud and decent fart and then it moved on. <laughs> That's as much as we can expect from a Rob Schneider movie, I think. Yeah, definitely. When the fart was in front of a woman as well. So, you know, that tells you a lot about the romance of this film as well. That's how the romance kicks off with a fart. Yes. So this movie does have romance in it. In a way, it's the precursor to The Shape of Water, isn't it? Where a, a, a woman falls in love with a strange animal man. Mm. Although, that <laughs> so Guillermo del Toro, watch out for letters getting sued by Rob Schneider um, <laughs> over this movie. Um, although, spoiler alert for the end of The Animal from 2001. Guillermo, yeah, um, I, li- I know you listen every week. If you haven't seen it, just tune out now. Yeah, tune out now because I know you're desperate to find out. And and to all of our listeners, I'm sure they're desperate to find to not have the end of the animal spoiled. But it turns out that there's another animal attacking people and they're blaming it on Marvin Mange. And that's the finale of the movie, is he's running away from people from a mob trying to catch him. Turns out that the love interest also got turned into an animal human hybrid by the same doctor and is now attacking people. But you don't find that out until the very very end of the film when it's important that it ties everything up yes and one thing i will say is that they did a kind of good bait and switch there didn't they a beethoven switch a a beethoven switch they did a good bait and switch where you think it's one of marvin manger's friends who when they're walking through the woods goes i'm so hungry i'm so hungry and then it cuts away and the next time you see him he's got red all around his face and you think oh no is he killed the only black character in the film yeah but it turns out he's just been eating berries really messily the only black character in the film who's like every time he's on screen is trying to make a clumsy comment about reverse racism yeah let's talk about that um this movie's entire premise boils well the entire plot boils down to a black man living in a society that's so non-racist that a black man in front of an angry mob claims to be the perpetrator of heinous crimes and they don't beat him to death yeah and it builds up to that with a succession of similar gags yeah so the joke here is that i i guess they're trying to say that there's no racism left anymore and instead there's reverse racism is is that what is that what Rob Schneider's The Animal is trying to say? I guess, yeah. It's like is it, um, is it an fu woke moralists film? Is that? Yeah, I think I think maybe it is an fu woke moralists, or maybe it's trying to 
maybe it's trying to make a point about finding people responsible for their own actions and that might have a point if we lived in a meritocracy but we don't and black people are far more likely to be killed by the police in america than white people so maybe shut the fuck up Rob Schneider. as well as facing any any other number of you know systemic injustices <laughs> yeah but when you're looking specifically at, at, at you know this movie has a through road between police and the treatment of black people by police and it's like well you're kind of not saying a correct point here the animal i don't think anyone goes to rob schneider's the animal to have intelligent discussions about race in america no but that's why it felt so incongruous didn't it because it was like the film was trying to trying to be clever almost and trying to make a like a societal point and it's like this is this is the Rob Schneider is an animal film. It's not, no one's going to this wanting that, you know, so don't try. Just don't try. Yeah. Just make um, a silly, goofy film where a man acts like an animal. That's that's all we want. That's all you need to do. You had one job. This is a movie where there's multiple scenes where Rob Schneider is desperate to fuck a goat. Um, this is not a movie that you go to to have any kind of intelligent comedy. And the fact that they tried to do that here and failed so spectacularly kind of sums up. And, th- and that's one of the worst bits of the movie, I think. I think there are bits of this movie, while not funny, are mildly competent, I think is as far as we can say. Crumbling, but almost. <laughs> crum- I wouldn't even say cr- cromulent. I think it's doing... Cromulent is like bon jovi-ing it it's halfway there i think competence is the bare minimum you'd expect from a film and this movie reaches the bare minimum you'd expect from a film with a handful of jokes that are vaguely funny and some which are truly diabolical and i think the whole black people have reverse racism thing is really tired (laughs) and it was very tired in 2001 it's particularly tired now um and it feels like you said it feels completely out of place in this movie um and it's just like there and you're like oh yeah you're gonna keep making the same joke over and over again i okay fair enough yeah and it very much does that once it's set up the gags all it does is make them over and over again until suddenly there's like a bit of jeopardy at the end of the film and then it's over as soon as he gets the girl and it's revealed that she's an animal too, it literally just like cuts to the credits immediately. Yeah, it's just, oh, here we go. That's it. I don't think it was even 80 minutes. Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> I mean, I would have preferred it to be five minutes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Rob Schneider's character, Marvin Mange. Because he's a slightly less horrible person than... <laughs> Um, than what we than what we see in the usual Rob Schneider movie, I think. Apart from the fact that he's he's uh, he's desperate to become a cop, like really desperate, which to is not a good. Cop, yeah. When he knows that the people in the police force that he's in are really bad individuals. Yeah. Um, the worst of all whom is played by Doctor Cox from Scrubs, which he will yeah, always and be to me. I will say, John C. McGinley, I enjoyed him in this film as the villain yeah the, essentially the villain of this movie i think he is um i think he's very funny in this in this real antagonist role who hates marvin mange and wants to make his life worse every, every even opportunity but he's still somehow a, taking him around with him everywhere to set up gags <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then just yelling at him mange Ex- Every two exactly, seconds. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of him in this movie, and he's by far the best thing about it in terms of watching something. 
Um, he's 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 an interesting actor, is John C. McGinley, because obviously his big role was Doctor Cox in Scrubs, but he's been in the odd big like action movie over the years as well, and things like oh, yeah. that. Never in big roles, but I'd like him to. I'd like him to be in more stuff. The last thing I remember seeing him in is a movie called The Belco Experiment, um, which is basically um, squid gamey type thing where uh, an office block, all of the uh, doors and windows get shut down and one person will survive at the end of the the day and they have to all kill each other and he's in that and he's very, very fun in that as like, again, a sort of nasty antagonist type character. Um, and yeah, that, that's a fun movie. That's a fun movie. Sounds good. But um, but yeah, it's it's it, he's had an interesting career, and I wish I wish we saw more of him than just Doctor Cox in terms of those big iconic performances. But in this, he's by far by far the best thing in this movie. Um, literally the only thing that's really consistently watchable in this film. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Rob Schneider's consistently watchable, but that doesn't mean that it's good. You're watching out a vague curiosity about hopefully you'll get hit by a meteor. Yeah, or what animal thing is he going to do next? Is he going to turn into a lemming and walk off a cliff? (laughs) Yeah, is that what he's going to do? Is that what he's going to do? In terms of the other performances in this movie, um, nothing really to write home about. You've got Ed Asner, who plays his dad. Or is he his dad or is he just his chief? He's just the chief. He just he has a very fatherly figure role for the him. chief. He wishes was his dad. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, who obviously has been in all sorts of great stuff over the course of his career, um, and he's fine. He's fine. I thought the mad scientist guy was really good. He was very very funny. He's just like Australian for no reason, trying to kind of tone <laughs> down his Australian accent. So it's like not why, obvious he's Australian why, when he actually is Australian. So just let him do it. You know why the hell not? Um, yeah, Michael Michael Catton, I think his name is. I don't know if I've seen him in anything Not else. Not to be confused with Michael Keaton. <laughs> no, if only. Imagine Michael Keaton in this movie. Um, and shout out to our female lead, Colleen Haskell. Who, do you know Colleen Haskell? No, I vaguely recognised her face, but couldn't tell you from where. She looked she... like exactly the, the way that all the hot ladies used to dress in 2001. She is... Uh, she is a former reality TV show contestant. And that's oh. where she's from. She was a contestant in uh, in Survivor, the TV show Survivor in the year oh. 2000. Oh, it says, yeah, the first ever season. Blimey. And then, um, and then starred in this and an episode of that 70s show. And I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Why not? And you know what? What an impact to make in terms of in terms of acting career, appearing in a Rob Schneider movie and then bowing out, having known that no one will ever compete. Um, fair play, but actually, as a as a you got to quit a, while you're ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't say this appeared to be a reality TV show contestant appearing in a movie. No, not at all. I think she's perfectly competent in this film. Yeah, I thought her performance um, was decent enough, given you know considering what she got, what she was given, you know. Yeah, this is this is not a movie written with interesting female characters in mind, um, and I think she did she did fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you in know, a, what, a film where the female characters exist only to you know make Rob Schneider eventually become a cop and an animal. Yes, and yeah. to also be an animal, animal cop. Animal cop. 
Like Wizard Cop. Is that our <laughs> <Yeah>. new... <laughs> Animal Cop, the sequel to Wizard Cop. Or spin-off, maybe. Maybe it's a spin-off rather. I think we need to make a big cinematic universe out of Wizard Cop and Animal Cop can be the next one. Could you have an Animal Wizard Cop? No, that's ridiculous. That's too much. Can't do that. That's too much. People wouldn't believe it. Never believe it. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so yeah, so that's that's a little overview of the of the performances in this movie, and it's just yeah, it's it's not much to go by. There are some bits of this film that I'd say vaguely made me laugh. I think it's fair to say. Um, I did like at the opening when the entire garage door opens up and that's how he gets out. And yes. he's got like the TV and everything like stuck to the garage door as it opens. I thought that's actually a funny sight gag. I wrote that one down as well. Like genuinely at that point I was like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I think it kind of peaked there <laughs> with that little joke. Um, it reminded me of in the um, in the Beatles movies where they all go into their individual houses and it yeah. opens up into that entire pad that they all live in. It's that kind of sight gag where it's that uh, it, it undermines the the viewers' expectations in a way that's quite interesting. And so I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's quite a funny little little joke. That yeah, little, that was a bit, bit of like comedy. visual, yeah, physical comedy that I did not expect at all. I expected only visual comedy to be ha ha, he's an animal. And pretty soon immediately after that, it's just like Rob Schneider getting hit in the face by an old man. And and and, and that's that's kind of it. Um, I did like the line reading of the random member of the mob who said, it's time to die, man beast. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was very well done. Um, I did not care for the Adam Sandler um, uh, cameo where he goes, um, you can do it, kill the bastard or whatever he says something sandlery um, yeah i just wrote down adam sandler was there yeah adam sandler is here there's also the other member of the of the mob who keeps interrupting john c mcginley's character um which the first couple of times i happened just like okay this is a vaguely funny little skit and then it just kept going on and on it's like okay yeah we get it this guy's just an irritating member of a mob. Yeah, like, are they going to do the Stuart Lee thing where it goes on, on and on and on and on, and where it stops being funny and then eventually goes on so long that it's funny again? Or is no. it just going to be not funny? <laughs> no, they, they stopped it at probably the worst possible moment where it had already gone on too long to yeah. irritate you. The bottom of the um, bell curve. <laughs> exactly. That's what he should call his autobiography, Rob Schneider. <laughs> and then the, the, he probably the, has one. The cover will be a picture of his bum. Oops, um, a recurring joke in this movie is that he's got a hairy bum, by the way, if you're looking for the level of, of comedy. Rob um, Schneider has not done an autobiography. So book publishers... Get in touch with his agent, book publishers. There's there's money to be made here. That's clearly a book waiting to happen. Yeah. Rob Schneider, bottom of the bell curve, with a picture of his bum on the cover. Who's not going like to want that? Like a bell curve curving around the buttocks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what we. What we and then need. his face, like gurning, doing the Rob Schneider face on the back. Yeah, yeah, precisely. It's a bit like DreamWorks face, isn't it, Rob Schneider? It is Rob you Schneider know what face. I mean. you, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean by Rob Schneider face. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> wide eyes, open mouth, gurn. Yeah, the the wide eyed the wide eyed gurn, which yeah. appears in like every. I think every movie poster that he's on, he's got the wide eyes, even if he doesn't have the gurn. I think they they've all got the wider Rob Schneider eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the the end of the poster for the animal, he's got like a feather in his mouth, but his eyes are still very wide. He's still got the Schneider eyes. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a song, isn't it? He got Schneider those eyes. Schneider eyes. <laughs> that's the one. What's the Abba oh, song? No. Angel Schneider eyes. Schneider eyes. They're watching you, Schneider eyes. <laughs> Oh no, that that's Hall of Notes. So Angel Eyes is the one you're thinking of. Keep which thinking is about Schneider Eyes. <laughs> that's the one. Because um, that's my wife's favourite song from Mamma Mia 2. Oh, it's a good song. Looking it's a good, um, it's a good Schneider episode. Eyes. One look and you'll be surprised by how bad his films are. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> there was one other joke in this movie that I liked. Which was after the explanation that actually the love interest is also a terrifying animal-human hybrid. First off, that explains one of the big inconsistencies with this movie, which is why on earth would uh, any woman not be immediately repelled by animal Rob Schneider? Yeah, I mean, Rob Schneider, non-animal Rob Schneider is bad enough. But, but then you've got one who's who's humping um, letterboxes, is catching frisbees in his mouth, is feeding birds with chewed up worms. Um, what else does he do in this movie? And they try to get around it by being like, oh, she's an animal lover. She's an eco warrior. She runs an animal shelter. So she doesn't care if a man comes in there and pukes up a worm into a turkey's mouth. And you're like... Well, yeah, I think she'd probably still find that disgusting. I think they'd probably still think this is a concerning piece of behaviour for a human being. Yeah. But that does explain how they then do have that attraction to one another because um, they both have the same horrifying blend of animal organs inside their their grotesque, stitched-up forms. Even though she's not humping any letterboxes or urinating on anything or marking her territory, you know, that kind of thing. He marks that we, his territory, that's the one. He that we know of. That we know of. Maybe she does all of that off screen. Well, of course. You never know. It's all happening off screen in this film. (laughs) Everything. But I would say that they do that reveal. And then Rob Schneider says a joke that's vaguely funny where he says, so that's why you have six nipples. Oh, yes. And again, it's like, okay, that's vaguely funny. I wouldn't actually laugh out loud at it, but. You can yeah. see what they were and that's going for. The funny end of the suspension of disbelief that this film wants you to have, but that doesn't quite achieve, of yeah, just like everyone not really, really caring or thinking it's concerning all the animal stuff that he's doing and just thinking, oh, yeah, of course, he can sniff out cocaine in a man's butt or yeah, all yeah. the other stuff he does, catch frisbees in his mouth or act like a seal and pull a kid out of a lake when he's drowning. I think he's a dolphin, isn't he? Not a seal? Dolphin, right. Sorry if to, to bring up the... Wouldn't bother, would they? <laughs> They'd eat the child. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sea leopard. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, yeah. I think he's a dolphin, isn't he? And he does that little dolphin backwards swimming thing, etc. Yeah, he's um, got like badly dubbed dolphin noises over the whole thing while he's going around. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, yeah. The the dubbing in this movie is truly exceptional. There's all sorts of animal noises. Lots of dog barks, lion roars dolphin noises as you said i was disappointed not to hear the ribbits of a frog when he does the frog jump over fences yeah. at one point 
Um, <laughs> but it's really awfully done. It looks so fake and unnatural, um, which I suppose... They did not pay the guy who did that enough or give him enough time. No, no. Um, I think it's probably worth mentioning this movie is directed by Luke Greenfield, who's directed a few movies over the years. So this was his directorial debut, but then he also directed um, Let's Be Cops, which is a comedy movie starring Damon Wayans Jr. and Jake Johnson, um, which didn't go down particularly well with critics, but did okay with audiences about um these two people who um dress up in police officer costumes um and then end up basically getting into like a three amigo situation where they keep having to pretend to be real cops right um which i don't know how good it actually is but some the people who watch it seem to think it's okay oh he directed something borrowed and yes he directed something borrowed which i don't know if i've seen Oh, we should do that. So I, I quite it's, like that one. Um, it's Kate Hudson, isn't it? Who yeah, that's is right. good. I like a bit of Kate Hudson. Um, and also The Girl Next Door, which is another movie that we'll probably cover at some point. Oh, yes. I definitely saw that Which is the one where the former the um, porn actress moves in next door to Emile Hirsch. Yeah, that's right. And Paul um, Dano's in it. Oh, is he? Well, that's that's perfect. Um, Emil Hirsch then gets so broken by the experience of heartbreak that I assume he then goes off to die in the Alaskan wilderness. <laughs> the um, film received mixed reviews and low theatrical attendance at the time, but over time has gained cult film status. Oh, there Sounds we go. like our, th- our kind of thing. Yes. Um, yeah, which, uh, which yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, people have watched it over the years. Um, she was in, actually. Alicia Cuthbert is the... Is the um, the the female lead in the girl next door she's in quite a good horror movie this oh, yeah. year called the cellar yeah. which is about um this this um this family the daughter of this family disappears going down into the cellar and it turns into this weird sort of vaguely lovecraftian horror movie it's very good i enjoyed it she's canadian so oh well there we go another point in her favor and starred um, in the the um the hockey film with sean william scott Oh, the goon! Yeah, goon. we also need to I watch. Keep, I keep meaning to watch that as a fan of of the hockey's. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so he's had a he's had mixed success over the years. Um. That director. Cool. With with some stuff that's gone down well, some stuff that's gone down not so well. You know, it it is genuinely good that he could do something like the animal. You know, to get his directorial chops and then move on to better stuff. You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing wrong with that at all. So, uh, yeah, fair, fair play. There is something wrong with screenplay by Rob Schneider and Tom Brady, not that one. <laughs> no, not that Tom Brady. Although I wouldn't be surprised, in all honesty. <laughs> no, do you think he could have done it? <laughs> I think he could do anything he turned his hand to. <laughs> um, and Tom Brady also, um, he's he's got various things he also wrote the hot chick i'm afraid to let you know oh so yeah we'll be talking about him again he wrote um the um he wrote for men behaving badly but not that one oh the american one not the one with the greatest theme tune of any tv show in history no no 
um the bad the bad one with rob schneider which i think that's the is is it a remake or is it just something that's called the same thing i think it it's one of those things where they say it's a remake but it actually ends up being so far removed from the thing that it isn't really like when they tried to remake the inbetweeners it's a bit like that isn't it have you seen any of that no of course i haven't (laughs) i'm not getting anywhere about 10 seconds and it was awful I turn my camera on for a second. I'm not turning my camera on, but I'm dancing the same way as you are. <laughs> Absolute jam. Are you skanking? <laughs> I should be, shouldn't yeah. I? Should be. It's too hot to skank. Yeah. So yeah, if men behaving badly is ever mentioned, that has to be done. Where does that rank for you in terms of um movie movie song uh, movie, tv tv tunes tv themes oh that's top five that's absolutely yeah. top five i don't know what the others would be even i've never compiled a list but that's top five grandstand sure. oh yeah uh, yeah the, and then there's that comedian who you know to talk about who's done all the adding words to that <laughs> yes, we, yeah. should, we should request him to do one for men behaving badly that would be funny. good. That would be good. It's um, Mar- I quite like being badly. Yeah, yeah. It'd probably be better than that. I quite like the uh, ominous tones of Mastermind. It's got it's got two thousand and one a space odyssey vibes, doesn't it? I always thought it was a rip off of that. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Maybe it is. Um, it no, is. you know what the best one is? Antiques Roadshow. Oh, Antiques Roadshow. No, that is that is good. Should we just sit here and do old British TV themes instead of talking about Rob Schneider? I mean, that is better, isn't it? That is better. Yeah. Now, do you want to know the bit in the animal that really made me laugh? What, what I, made la- laugh? Laughed, I laughed out loud. Badger milk. Oh yeah, there badger was a, milk. A commercial for badger milk, which was really, really expertly done quite early on in the film, and I thought it was going to be full of stuff like like that, where they'd actually put some effort into it. And I think they put more effort into that than into the actual film. Yeah, that the intro to this movie, up until Rob Schneider becomes an animal, is clearly the bit where the most of the effort went in. Um, and then it all starts feeling very cheap and lazy after that, doesn't it? In many ways, it's the precursor to fight milk. Yeah, it does have the same kind of vibes as fight milk, doesn't it? It's yeah. very similar. Um, so shout out yeah. to the guy who played the badger milk man. Yes, yeah. And then I think even the scene where he pours out the badger milk and that's real that real congealed mess yeah. of, of milk, I think even that is is really well done. That made me laugh. Um, yeah, there, 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 there are bits of this movie that are vaguely good, but it's still just overall a complete disaster to watch. He gets kicked by a goat. That's quite funny. He does. He gets kicked by a goat after trying to seduce it. After a painful couple of minutes where you're like, is this film about to show me a man having sex with a goat? And then, of course, it's not. <laughs> but a lot of the time, a lot of the gags, it's like, we're about to show you something really disgusting. Oh, no, we're not. Yeah, the the it only gets so disgusting as to show him marking his territory in a restaurant. Yeah. Um or eating eating raw meat and that's about as far as it goes. It doesn't really go any further than that. 
yeah, eating raw meat in a bar while waiting for his date. He's he's less horny, or maybe less manipulatively horny in this film. Yeah, this is a very unhorny film. Even though they end up having sex, it's I don't think this is very horny at all. There's no like manipulation in the seduction in this movie or manipulation of women in this movie in general. Um the only scene that's sort of like that is where he, the woman bends over to drop something that she's there uh, to pick up something she's dropped on the ground and he's there humping the the mailbox. Um but in terms of the sort of love interest or 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 characters who actually have dialogue um, there's no manipulation like there is in Juice Bigelow, where he's he manipulates that woman into putting her breasts in water, for instance. Yeah, there's no sleaze. Um, there's no, there's none of that horrible sexist bullshit in this movie, or at least not to the same extent as as what you'd expect. No, he spends <laughs> the whole time talking to his friends about how he can't control his sexual urges. So you're th- sure there's going to be some horrible sex stuff coming, and actually, it was a relief when it didn't. Yeah, no, he has consensual sex with a woman. And then he he tries to seduce a, do- a goat that kicks him in the in the balls, and that's about as far as it gets in this movie. So actually, a relief that it's not as horny as it could have been, um, because uh, yes, this is it could have been far far worse. I can't believe that the hot chick is going to be um, uh, is going to be good in that regard. That's obviously going to be the horniest film that we of the four, isn't it? That's for next week. Yeah, that's the next Because based on the, the first Juice Bigelow, European Gigolo is not going to be horny, unless they got a lot no, of feedback on I... the first film saying, this. look, this is a Gigolo film that hardly had any, any sex in it. Make it horny, please. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Amsterdam and just have him do lots of horny stuff. I don't think it's going to be like that, but it's a possibility. I have a sense that European Gigolo is going to be hornier than... than male gigolo that's just that's just my the sense i have in my mind but is it going to be hornier than the hot chick Mm. it's a tough choice isn't it based on the available information it could go either way yeah i don't think if you've seen both of those films (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) if you've seen both of those films go go touch grass (laughs) um yeah i think i think that um, I think it's going to be less horny than the hot chick, but more horny than this. Right. That's all right. I think it's going to be the second ranked horn of this movie quadrilogy. Horn number two. Gonna go. Yeah. On the Schnorgest board. The Schnorgest <laughs> exactly. horn. The the hornacopia, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's yeah. That's where I see it. That's where I see it ending up. Um, anyway, right. Is there anything else you actually want to say about this horrible um, film? The music wasn't bad. It was, there was a sort of late 90s indie rock sheen to most of it. Again, it's like they're kind of cheap indie songs. I didn't recognise any of them, apart from when they did the initial, like, police, him failing the police training montage. It was Original Prankster by The Offspring, which yeah. I think came out that year or the year before. But it was, like, weirdly sped up. Did you notice that? Yeah, it wasn't at the right tempo, was it? They yeah. sped it up a bit. And they'd sped it up and then hadn't like pitch shifted it back down to the original pitch, so it's like sped up and like pitched up as well. Which just it sounded was, really odd. It was yeah, it was odd. Um there was Eye of the Tiger, of course there was. Yeah. So yeah, so that's in there. Uh Come and Ride the Train, 
Ride It Up by Quad City DJs was in there. You know that song? Uh, I'm Girl, sure ride the train. Come ride it up. Come and ride the train. Oh, that's right. That yeah. was on when there was something vaguely horny happening, wasn't there? I I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember that song being in there and being like, oh yeah, that's a good song. There's a bit of Let's Get It On, because of course there is, because this movie is incredibly on the nose. Um, and there's an In Excess song, isn't there, as well, I think. Oh, yes. and no, tell a lie, there was one other insipid song from that era of music, which was Uncle Cracker's Follow Me. Oh, yes. Do you remember yeah, Uncle that's Cracker? That's exa- exactly the kind of song you'd get on a film like this. They were on every it's, film like this from yeah. sort of 2001 to 2005. Um, Uncle yeah. Cracker. What does that mean? <laughs> that's an awful band name. Um, it's a man, is it like, isn't it? Oh, is it? So he's the uncle and his name is Cracker. His name is Uncle Cracker. Rather than um, someone who he cracks is, uncles. He used to be part of Kid Rock's band. That's where he got his break. Oh, yes, Kid you're Rock, right. Kid, Rock's, uh, Kid Rock is the equivalent of Adam Sandler for shit music. And his band is the equivalent of Happy Madison Productions, where they've all gone off to do terrible things. And as far as I remember, I think he was found guilty of some kind of sex offence charges. So Sounds go fuck yourself, right. Uncle Cracker. Um, and take your shit music with you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, fuck Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, he is absolutely awful and is a terrible human being. <laughs> um, terrible music, awful music, possibly the worst musician in the world. Genuinely um, one of the worst. Really, really bad. Proving once again that there's no good human beings called Robert. No. Not it's, a single one. Not a single one. Every, all of them are bad. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. Um. So yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible song. Mediocre soundtrack in general. There's a few, a few, um, a few songs like yeah, like Offspring. Offspring are good, obviously, but not the version that's used in this. Um. In this, uh, just uh, sounds in weird. This song. No, it's very, very odd. Very odd. Um, so, uh, yeah, anything else you want to say about this movie then? Um, no. <laughs> no, I've not had it with you. <laughs> no, the um, the fat character was called Fatty, which is just the laziest thing ever. Oh, yes. Yeah, he is. I didn't even realise what his name was until I looked at the um, looked at the castings. Yeah, very bad. No, um, my neighbour's dog is very upset about it. Um. I have a little bit of trivia for you. Oh, good. Did you know that this movie got in trouble because it had a fake critic giving no. it a positive review? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to do that, why would you waste that on a film like this? Um. So, uh, so basically, um, they there's a, a a paper called the Ridgefield Press, which is a a newspaper in uh, Ridgefield in Connecticut. And they made up a critic called David Manning, who was the name of one of the people who worked in Columbia. It was the name of a friend of someone from Columbia's advertising department. And they just decided to put a positive review on the movie. And they claimed afterwards that it was done as a, um, accidentally by people where they put it in as placeholder text whilst waiting for actual reviews. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that was that was what happened. So yeah. Oh yeah, I'm to... looking at this now. So they did it. They used it for other films as well. Um, yeah. So uh, a Knight's Tale as well, I think, was another one. Oh. 
um, that they used on, which didn't need fake reviews. That movie's good. No, we've, we haven't talked about that, have we? No, we need to talk about Nice Tale at some point. Are we going to have another Swash Timber that would fit in with that, wouldn't it? Could do. Need to think about if we've got enough enough movies for it. Enough other swashbucklers. Um, yeah. Last, last September, if you didn't listen, we did a month of swashbuckle films and it was very fun. Yes, it was fun. So yeah, it would be good to do it again. We'll have to think of if we've got enough to fill it up with. Um, and one last bit of trivia is that um, Amy Poehler has uh, an uncredited role in this movie where she is the voice of the female cadet, apparently. I um, so they dubbed that. over dubbed over that, that character's voice of Amy Poehler. Apparently, oh, um, so yeah, so that's that's the it one who movie. puts her bum in Rob Schneider's face. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that is uh, the animal. What that's a the bad animal. film! How many animals were used to splice into you to make you an animal out of twenty? So I can't remember what I gave Juice Bigelow. Was it four? Sounds about right. I can't remember. Either. I'll give this six. Yeah, that sounds about right, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's marginally better than Juice Bigelow, but it's still not really worth your time. Just find the clip on YouTube of the Badger Milk advert and just watch that, and that's enough. Yeah, that's all you need to watch, really, from this film. Is that that is competently done, uh, ex- ex- acceptable, the acceptable moment of this movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck this film, fuck <laughs> Rob Schneider. We're gonna be angrier with him next week, I think, where we're gonna talk I- about the hot chick, aren't we? I don't doubt. I don't doubt it. Yeah, we're half, that means we're halfway through the Schnorkist board. You've eaten your pickled herring, and you don't know what. Don't know what they're about to bring you next. You're just gonna fucking throw you out into the snow to freeze to death. That's what. <laughs> that's what hot chick is. <laughs> Freezing to death in the Swedish snow. You know that sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, whilst regurgitating pickled herring. Yeah, that's what. That's what. That's what's coming our way next with the hot. Sounds check. better than trying to sleep in this heat. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed the animal. If you did watch it, if you didn't watch it, then don't bother. We'll be back. <laughs> There's a uh, <laughs> link in our show notes so you can give us money. It's like a virtual tip jar. You can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can email us Big Boys Don't Cry Podcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you about Rob Schneider films. Um, And we'll be back next week to talk about another one. The Hot Chick. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye.